Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Commas Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. And your host, Ellie Abrahamson. Coming at ya! I don't like, I don't like recording intros and outros with other, with other people in the room. It hurts. Today's episode is with Emily Infeld, who's already been on the podcast. She was on the podcast March of 2021, but a lot has changed in her life. She left Bowerman Track Club. She qualified to the world champs in the 5K. She made a coaching change joining Verde Track Club with John Green and then recently left that as well and is kind of figuring out her plans, but you'll hear more about that in today's episode, so stay tuned. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Inside Tracker. To live your healthiest, longest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside your body. Inside Tracker goes beyond generic blood work by revealing a more personalized reference range for each person, the optimal zone, to assess precisely where your health is optimized and where it's not. For me, my cortisol levels are never optimized, which is the stress hormone, so I probably need to incorporate a little bit more relaxation time in my daily schedule. And that's actually what Inside Tracker tells me to do, and especially things like meditation and yoga. Created by a leading scientist in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to help you live longer and healthier. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. I'm advised to take vitamin D every day because my vitamin D has been really low as well. And there's a lot of like specific foods that Inside Tracker gives me to eat every day that has been really helpful to incorporate and individualize my diet. Add InnerAge 2.0 to any plan to calculate your true biological age and see how you're aging from the inside out. Even though I am 25, my inner age is actually 21, so you could say, you know, I'm doing a pretty good job. For a limited time, take 20% off our top-selling ultimate plan if you're in the U.S. or Canada. Use code EMMA20 or go to InsideTracker.com forward slash EMMA. That's InsideTracker.com forward slash EMMA. Now let's get straight into today's episode with Emily.
All right, Emily, back on the podcast. It's been a little while. The last time you were on, I was just looking. It was March 2021. So, oh, oh, it's nice to be back. It's good to chat with you. I know. Welcome back. You so much has changed for you that I'm excited to get all the updates on your life. The full scoop on all the things. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Well, this is someone's first time hearing about you, which I'm sure it's probably not. But do you want to just give a little intro of yourself, a little rundown? Totally. So Emily Infeld, I uh, ran in high school, college at uh, Georgetown University, and then I've been running professionally for 10 years, 10 years in October. That's when I signed my first contract, which is wild. Um, I was with Bowerman Track Club for a while. I medaled in the 2015 World Championships in the 10K on the track um, and then made the 2016 Olympic team, made the 2017 World Team and then had hip surgery, had a bunch of stress fractures, lots of issues. And I finally made uh, the my yeah 2022 World Team in the 5K, first time making the 5K, first time making a team in a really long time. Um, yeah, and still at it, 32 years old and just trying to see how fast I can run. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh I was so excited when you made the world team especially like that team of Aww. you uh, you Chris and Elise I was like oh my god this is iconic <laughs> oh it was so fun it was so fun having them in the race I think because we're we're not on the same team anymore but I love those girls so much they're just the best and I was like if I could have picked I mean I, I love so many people in the sport but to be on the team with those two was super special yeah I'm, I'm sure especially because you've already spent so much time with them like even though it is in the U.S., so it's probably like not as foreign of a race as like yeah. you know traveling to Doha or something. Yes, um, it probably felt good to have some familiar faces, very familiar faces. Oh, totally. Well, no, it was so nice. I'm like, I we did pre meets together for the prelim final, um, warm up, cool down stuff. It was so great, and just like seeing them around, I'm like, oh yay! But it was weird that it was here that we didn't really have to travel. I'm like, I think we all. Well, I drove down. They were coming from Park City, but I drove down, and I was like, this is weird that I'm driving from Portland to the World Champs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like all the pro runners that live in Portland, just driving down, and like, I mean, I guess you still have to stay in a hotel, but it's weird to like, you could literally probably stay sleep in your own bed until yeah. like the night before the race, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. Just so weird. I'm like, we were definitely lucky. So I was trying to tell myself that I'm like my schedule, I have no time change. I'm like, I definitely have an advantage. Um, and it was just, I mean, that was really nice. Didn't have to worry about flight delays or some athletes that had horrible travel and visa issues. And yeah, we were really lucky. We didn't have any of that. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like there was like a lot of logistical issues or like a lot, then a lot of people got COVID too. Oh my God. Like, it just yeah. seemed like kind of a mess. I know. Yeah. I got COVID at USA's, but a bunch of people got COVID at world. So I at least was like, well, at least I literally just had COVID. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I know I'm like the world we're in. It's just ugh, all the things, but all good. All good. Yeah. <laughs> so you got COVID at USA's. How was like, did you have it when you were racing or was it after? No, I got it after. So it was such a bummer. My husband, Max tested positive on his birthday on Wednesday, the 29th. So I had raced on Sunday and I tested, we were both testing negative because we had a friend that we had seen text us on Tuesday that said he had COVID. He's like, oh, God. I have COVID. I know I spent a lot of time with you guys. And I was like, 
oh man, we haven't had COVID the entirety of the pandemic. And I'm like, great, now I'm going to get it before Worlds. Um, and I was testing negative on rapid tests until Friday. Um, but I had taken a PCR test like a day earlier that came back positive. And then I was positive on my rapid, but Max tested positive on a rapid, maybe Tuesday even, or, or, or on a PCR Tuesday, but a rapid Wednesday or something like that. I forget. He was a couple of days ahead of me, but I was positive for um, over two weeks, which is a little stressful. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, cause I was like, I have to be negative to race the world. So I was really stressed. I tested negative. I mean, with well enough time before that, but I was messaging Sarah Hall because we were rooming together and I was like, I'm not going to come before your race. And like, I will make sure I'm negative. I'm going to test myself every day to make sure that I'm staying negative and I don't infect you or ruin your world. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's just like a, that's such a stressful thing because it's, you cannot control it at all, yes. really. Even and if, yeah. even if you feel fine, if you're still testing yeah. positive, that, oh my God, that's so stressful and you can't do anything about it. No, it was, it was stressful. And it was one of those things that I felt like I didn't want to admit I had any symptoms. I'm like, I'm totally asymptomatic. And I was like, <clears throat> Max is like, I don't, I'm like, he's like, okay. I was taking Dayquil so often in NyQuil at night, but I, mine really wasn't bad. I was like super minor. I think the stress of it was more so a factor for me, um, in not getting sleep yeah, than I'm the sure. actual, anything about COVID. Yeah. Did you get a fever or anything or was it like, what variant do you think you got? Oh my God. I have no, idea. I had a fever one day. I had, I feel like we had to get some, whatever the, what's the most contagious Omicron, the newest yeah, Omicron. Omicron, some, whatever new one of that. But yeah, I don't know. I, again, so mad, so mad. I got it. Didn't, wasn't great timing, but I was pretty lucky overall. I did. I was trying to be cautious just because I didn't want, I was like, I have friends that have had long COVID and I'm like, I really don't want that to, that to happen to me. So probably was a little conservative, but I had a fever one day. And then I started taking Dayquil three times a day, eight, 12 and four. And then I was taking Nyquil at 8 PM and going to bed. <laughs> so oh my like, gosh. Just in like a little bit of a daze, but I honestly was really just tired one day of fever chills, body aches. And then the rest of that, I had a headache for two weeks. Um, which sometimes I, I was like, is it from COVID? And Max is like, yeah, I had a headache. I think it's COVID. And then it went away and I was like, oh, okay. That must've went from COVID. Um, but I, everything else is pretty fine. I was like, just really bad allergies. I was like super congested, but nothing in my chest. I had like maybe a minor cough at night, but nothing bad. Um, so I was pretty lucky. He got really sick. He was like knocked out and he slept for 20 hours, like four days in a row. It was so bizarre. He was like going to bed at eight and waking up at like noon or two. And then oh it take like a three to four hour nap. And I was like, actually worried. Um, but he, he didn't get a fever. So I was like, okay, well, I guess he's just really tired. But... It's such an unusual sickness and yes. it affects everyone so differently that you like yes. really don't know what's coming, which is kind yes. of stressful. I know it's just, yeah. And I was like anticipating, I was like, is that, am I going to like, I was like, he's feel like had like mono symptoms. It was like, just so weird, but yeah, I was definitely not as sick as him, which was good. <laughs> yeah. So then by the time worlds came around, were you to- like totally fine? You felt like, Oh yeah. I was totally, I-, I was totally feeling fine by that point. I think I was like, um, mostly just bummed. I had like missed some training that I wish I would have gotten. Yeah, of course. I think I know, but I mean, it's just, I think so many people had it. Like, honestly, I feel like if you didn't have it, or even if you did have it, it was like June, July, August. I feel like everyone either got it. <laughs> I think everyone got like, it. Yeah. It's like just one of those things that I was like, 
for so long, Max and I were like, we're just never going to get it. We like must be immune. And I was like, oh, no, we spoke too soon. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I don't know. I, I've gotten it twice now. And the first time I got it was like terrible. Oh, no. It was after a wedding. Uh, and the second time was this summer. Um, yeah. How was that? But it, yeah, it was kind of like the same thing. Like it wasn't, I think I got Omicron this time because yeah. it wasn't really that bad. But okay. Do you think you got Delta before? I think I, I definitely got like Delta because I like lost my taste and smell and I had a really bad no. fever. So I like oh, felt wow. really ill that one. But like this one, yeah. I almost didn't even know it was COVID because I oh, barely wow. had any symptoms at all. But I tested That's because so I was like going to uh, my friend's like concert thing. And I was like, I yeah. should probably just test because I have like a weird little itch in my throat. Yes. And then it was, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'm healed now. Enough about, enough about me, though. <laughs> no, no, good. I mean, it is. It's like such a weird thing. And it's like it affects everyone so differently. I'm like, it's just, yeah, you never know what you're going to get. But I'm glad you're doing better. Yeah. We're all up and up. Hopefully yeah. this is almost done. Yeah, hopefully. Just, yeah, getting lighter and lighter, less and less of a, a thing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I really hope so. Um, okay, well, I kind of want to talk about your world's experience because like obviously – You've been to Worlds before. Uh, you medaled at Worlds in 2015, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So how was like your Worlds experience like compared to 2015? This yeah. Year? I mean, I, it was different. Like it was for sure different being in the U.S. I felt like it was funny to, I, I was watching Worlds on TV before getting down to Eugene. So it was kind of weird. It was like super surreal because I feel like other, like before Beijing, we went to Japan for pre-camp for two weeks um, and then to China. And then in London, we were in St. Moritz. So I guess we also weren't there too long before 2017 Worlds. Like, I think I got there, but I was in London, like while it was happening, opposed to like being, I mean, being in Oregon still while it was happening, but it just felt weird or surreal to me because I'm like, I'm just at home. Like, it's just very different. Um, but it was cool. That, I mean, they did an amazing job. That stadium's incredible it was really fun that friends could come down and family. Like I had a lot of people come cheer, which was really, really nice. Um, yeah. And it was, I haven't run the 5k world. So it was my first time running the rounds and it was hot. I'm like, man, I was like, why the heck? I'm like, I feel like this year, like USA's and then prelims and final worlds were so hot. Um, that prelim definitely got me. I feel like I, was hoping to be in that top five. I was in a hard heat. I knew, I mean, both heats are really hard. Um, but I was like, we'll see, like, just try to hang on as long as you can. And then a move was made. And I just was like, Nope, I can't attach. I can't latch on. Like, I just have to like fight for every position. And I'm glad I did because I got in on time and I was the last time to get in. So I'm glad I didn't like ease up or anything. But when I was watching it back, I was like, I feel like 15 flat, like normally that gets in. And then I saw Ailish go to the front of the second heat. And I was like, Oh, well, I might be done. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, I know. I'm like, I never want to cheer for anyone to go slower, but I was like, just don't please, go please, fast enough. Go slower, please go slower. I, I was like, someone slow it down. Um, because Elisa's in that heat, and I was like, she'll be fine. She's gonna get in top five. I'm like, felt super confident, but I was like, oh no. I was like, I want to get in on time. So I'm really, yeah, was really lucky to have that happen. And then the final is wild. I feel like. Um, I mean, we were so slow. We were like 241 through the 800. And then it was just like, felt like a huge shift. Um, and I think I had, I think when they took a huge shift, I like made an aggressive move to get around like Ailish and Jess and a couple people. And I ran like a 32 
200 in there. And we were, which like also for me is fast. Like that's probably too fast to run, to go from running 81 second to like a 41 second, 200. To that's like literally a, a sprint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like really like all out sprint. It felt really fartlicky. I lasted for like 2k of that. And I was feeling terrible. I think the prelim took a lot out of me. I was like, not ready for that pace shift, not ready to be that far out and be like, we're moving really fast. And I just when the wheels came off, they came off and I was like, people are going to, people are going to come back, try to latch on. And I couldn't. Um, and that was the one thing that was a bummer. I feel like I wish, I mean, there's a lot of things I wish would have been different. I wish I would have had a little more time. I wish I would have done a little more speed work, a little more specific work this year. Um, and it just didn't pan out for me timing wise and getting COVID definitely didn't help. So I just think a lot of factors led to that, but I mean, overall, I'm really happy. I hadn't made a world team for five years. So I'm like, it was, I was 27 when I made my last world team, I'm now 32. So I think that I have to take as a huge win and just be really thankful for that. And I didn't know if I was ever going to feel like I was competitive on the track again. And this year being fourth in the 10 K at USA's and then, um, making the world final, the five K made me feel like I'm like, okay, I, I can still do this. I still have some track in my legs. <laughs> yeah. How do you like find that confidence again? I mean, since it has been five years, how do you approach a start lines telling yourself that you can make, especially cause like, I feel like it's gotten so competitive. I mean, it was competitive oh five years ago too, but like even more so now, how do you get to the start line? You're like, I have a place on this line just like five years ago. Yeah. I mean, well, the times people are running, everyone's just getting so fast. It's like, I mean, the times are definitely way faster overall than they were five years ago. It's just a different, different ball game in in that sense. Um, but it is, I mean, I I do think like everyone is U S distance running is getting more and more competitive. I do think it was definitely still competitive then, but it's like, there's, I think it's getting deeper. Like there's, there were always people at the top and always a handful of people at the top, but now it's, I mean, it's just a super solid field. Like, you know, when you're lining up against those women, there's, I mean, it's not like there's a clear, a clear winner, um, or like a clear, whatever, clear couple people. And then everyone else is kind of like very spread out. Um, it's pretty packed up and there's a lot of very talented, strong, fast women kind of can do everything. Um, so for me, I just, I think this year was fun because I really was like, I don't know if this will be my last year of feeling like I want to do the track. I really just want to give it everything I can. And just reminding myself, I have been there. I've been there on the world stage so that I know I can get back. And I'm like, the worst that's going to happen is like, I mean, what happened, I guess, in the world final of the 5k where I tried to go with it and I couldn't hang and I just went backwards. And I'm like, sometimes that happens. Um, hopefully it doesn't happen that often. Um, <laughs> and at least it didn't happen at USA's. I would have been more bummed if I didn't make the team. So, um, I feel thankful that I, I was able to do that. And, and even now, like, it's really cool. I'm watching everyone in Europe and I'm like, I just think it's so awesome because it's not just worlds. Like there's so much beyond that, that it's like, if you're fit and if you're in a good position and and you want to like run fast times, um, try to win races, you can go over to Europe and do that, that it's not like a worlds or bust. Um, I was really hoping to get over and do some stuff after worlds and even going into USA's I'm like, I want to try to make this team going to do everything I can to make this team. But if I don't, I know there's plenty of other races I can do. Um, I, my season was a little different, just having COVID trying to scramble back. And then I felt like so bad after world that I was like, I just need to shut it down. I feel like I haven't trained in a month. Like I'm going to have to try to like ramp up my training again. It's not worth it. Um, but anyways, I, I think just having confidence that I, I know I'm fit. I know I belong. Um, I want to be there and that I'm like, 
And that 5K final, I was so determined to make the team. I'm like, I'm going to hold, I like said to Lisa and Chris, I'm like, I'm holding on to your ponytails. I know you guys are going to make it so you can drag me there. <laughs> I know, I know you guys are going to make it. <laughs> Hey, they're probably rooting for you just as much as they're rooting for themselves. So yeah, is, they're so great. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're wonderful. Yeah. I saw on your Instagram post that you ran 425, like 1600 at the yeah. end. <laughs> Which is, it's wild. Cause I, I mean, I also haven't run many 15s or miles in my professional career, but that's what I ran in college. Um, and I'm so happy. I did a speed workout with Max. I was like, I need to do some fast fours and some two hundreds. Cause I'm like, I just want to feel like I can run fast at the end. And I'm really happy. I did that because I needed it. <laughs> yeah. So now do you have like a, I don't know, more motivation to stay on the track or <laughs> yes. I mean, no. now that you just ran 425, <laughs> 1600 at the end yeah. of the 5k and obviously qualifying the worlds again, do you think that you have a couple more years on the track or what's your vibe? Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely, I love that. I'm like, my vibe is the track. I'm like, yeah. I'm, still, I'm like, <laughs> I'm still loving the track. I, this year, I just haven't been great on the track. Like, I feel like I haven't been running where I, I want to be running, where I feel like I'm capable of running. I've had a hard time staying healthy. I mean, before getting surgery, but then afterwards I've had a hard time staying healthy. So this is the first year where I've been able to like, obviously everyone has hiccups, like little things that come up, but nothing that really took me out. Like I've really have been healthy since, um, I guess like, right. since the trials last year, pretty much, um, which is good, like good for me. I like, can't remember ever having that long of a time of being healthy in my professional career. So, um, I think it just made me feel like, okay, I can leave Bowerman, which I feel like I was so successful in for X amount of years, but was really scared that leaving that situation, I wouldn't be good. And I'm like, maybe that's what I needed to be good. Maybe I like just used up my running capabilities in that like 23 to 27 age range. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe I maxed out. Um, I didn't feel like I did, but I still had that kind of fear in the back of my head, but to be like, you know what I did so well, I'm thankful for that situation, everything it gave me, but I can leave that situation and still be successful, um, and still have room to grow. I still feel like I can run faster than I've run on the track. Um, it's frustrating because I'm like, man, I feel like this year I was capable of running a little faster times. Um, like I feel like I could have PR'd, but I just didn't have that situation didn't pan out for me. Um, and then I ended up shutting down my season early, but I feel invigorated and motivated and like I can still do things on the track, which is encouraging and exciting because going into this year, I wasn't sure if um the track just didn't agree with me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that must feel so good to like have that sense of, I don't know, motivation again, especially after so many years of dealing with injuries and stuff, having just like feeling reignited, I feel like means more than PRs anyways, because yeah. then you just have more longevity to yeah. look towards down the road on the track. Okay. What do you feel like was missing from Bowerman that, or, I mean, you said that you feel like you used, you used up your time <laughs> there or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I do think, and I feel like I've talked to Shalene a lot about this. It's, and I think I last year, I was so frustrated leaving the group because I feel like I just, I was, I don't want this to come across in like a, a conceited way or something, but I was really good for a time there. Like I was really good and I was running really well and I was really confident and I feel like I was crushing workouts. And then I feel like I couldn't stay healthy. And I feel like I was coming back to the group and I just like, couldn't hang on. I like, couldn't finish workouts. I wasn't working out where I wanted to be. And I was seeing people around me who were just excelling and 
And I was so excited for them, but also for me, I'm like, why can't I do that? Like, what is wrong? What's missing in me? Like, why can't I feel like I can stay healthy? I can do what they're doing. I'm like, they can stay healthy and run well. Or, I mean, everyone deals with things. I'm not trying to say anyone has an easy, easy road by any means, but, um, for my, for me, looking at it from the outside, I'm like, how are they able to do all this? And why can't I, and is there something wrong with me when really it might just be that situation ran its course for me? It wasn't right for me at that time. It was a great situation for me for a certain period of my, my life and, um, running, but I feel like it wasn't working. And I was trying to force it a little bit instead of just acknowledging that it, it worked for a bit. And now I needed to kind of figure out the next path for myself, if I wanted to keep doing this and to be happy doing it, because it's really hard. I think to be happy, if you're not finishing workouts, if you're like not knowing what you're going to get, when you go to the track, you're like, am I going to have a home run workout? Or am I going to do like a quarter of the workout and feel terrible? Am I going to like get another stress fracture in my hip? Like, I feel like I had all these things where it just was stressful. It wasn't as exciting. Um, I was running a lot of my own anyways, because I was like, I, I don't want to get sucked into to doing too easy or too, or too slow or too fast of a run. Um, like, I feel like I was playing this game with myself of just I was, I hadn't stayed healthy in so long that I'm like, what can I do to try to stay healthy? And it wasn't as enjoyable. And I think acknowledging that I just needed something different and that, um, I still love everyone in the group. And I think, um, for me, I just, I didn't think I would be able to continue to thrive in that environment. And I think that's okay. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that, the training or, or anything. It just didn't, for me, wasn't fitting and wasn't melding. And I think it's okay to make a change. I think people make coaching changes and, um, it's something I hadn't done. Like I was with that group for so long. Um, so I think it was really tough to kind of step back and be like, um, is that like, it, it's hard, the longer you're in it and you love everyone. And I cared about all the people in there. I think it was tough for me to, to take a step back, but I'm like, if I really seriously want to keep doing this, push myself, get better, feel like I can stay healthy for long enough amounts of time. I need to find a different situation. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It must be scary too, because I mean, since you had had so much success in it, it must be scary yeah. to be like, to give that up, that situation oh. up that you already did succeed in and you're I don't know, putting so much pressure on yourself. You're like, why am I not doing well? Like I was in the past, but you're giving up something that did give you success in the past. So I yeah. can't even imagine what that process was like for you. But I do also agree. Like if you're not confident in yourself or the training and you're seeing people like annihilate these workouts and races yeah. and you don't feel good about like yourself and you're not feeling like yourself, then how are you ever going to race well? So yeah there's so many things that go into it, but I can't imagine like what that situation is like since you were in it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I do. Yeah. I think it's good. I think I can look back and reflect and say there was so much good that came out of it. And last year it was nerve wracking, I think initially leaving, but then once I did, it was kind of nice. I'm like, I can, like, I'm pretty much on my own. I'm training mostly with my husband in Portland, just us two, um, going to flag as well a little bit, but it was kind of freeing being like, I can make decide like I can make decisions. And I think previously being at workouts where I'm like, maybe my hip didn't feel great, but I'm like, Oh, I don't, I, I know what the workout is. And I'm seeing everyone else do the workout. It's hard to make that decision to not do it or to hold yourself back and be like, I actually need to run slower paces, or I need to do something different. I think I needed this year to kind of be mostly on my own and not seeing any of that. And to be yes, running with people and, and seeing people around, but being, um, dictating a lot of, of what my hip needed, my body needed and not being afraid to cut workouts, not do a workout or 
on the other end, um, do something different. If I felt like the workout I was given was too easy to do something harder. Yeah. Pardon the little intermission here. Today's episode is brought to you by Gooder. Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses for anyone. They're lightweight, comfortable, don't move when you run, all for only 25 bucks. They're no slip, no bounce, all polarized, and all fun. Ellie's here with me sitting on the couch, and she's actually wearing a pair of Gooders right now, right, Ellie? Yes. Wait, which model do you have on right now? Don't snake my way. I love the names of the sunglasses. They're so funny. They have other names like $9 pour over and influencers pay double. All the names of their models are really fun. My friend, uh, Allie Cash just got married this past weekend and in all, in all of her wedding photos, she was actually wearing gooders. So that's pretty iconic. So you can wear them when you're running and also when you're, you know, on your wedding day when you're taking photos and it's sunny outside. They are the perfect sunglasses for runners. I'm telling you guys right now, I feel like I go out in public and I see people wearing gooders all the time and it's for good reason. You see what I did there? I also love the cycling model that are 45 bucks. They're the wrap G's. They're super hip right now. They're very big and they just like cover my face really well. And they're also polarized. They're amazing. The wrap G's, they're great. They also make the perfect gift for one of your runner friends or cycling friends or just any friends in general because they are really stylish. Try them out and treat yourself to a pair or two because you deserve it. Go to gooder.com, that's G-O-O-D-R.com, and get 15% off your entire order when you use code COLDBREW at checkout. All orders over 50 bucks get free shipping in the U.S. I know, 15% off with code COLDBREW at www.g-o-o-d-r.com. Look good, run gooder. Now let's get back into today's episode. How was it, you know, transitioning out of the life of Jerry? You know, I know, I know how like structured <laughs> it is, and you guys are going to altitude camp for the majority of the year, basically. So how was the transition to like so much freedom? Yeah. Well that, I mean, that also honestly was a big reason. It was emotionally stressful for me at this point being in the group. I think when I was 23, 24, 25, 26, and like young and excited and, um, and I didn't have a husband, it was easier to to kind of travel and to be like, I'm like, Oh, altitude camp was, I mean, it still is. I mean, I think everyone in it, it's hard when you're not, you don't have a home, like everyone has a home, but it feels like you're living out of a suitcase for so much of the year. Um, in 2017, I think I left in April and I didn't come home until September. Um, that, see that was, I can't even imagine. Like that's insane to me. I know. You insane. Yeah. Which is, it's like wild. And it's wild when you're like, oh my gosh, did I bring enough clothes for like all of these different situations? And it's just stressful. 2016, I think was similar. It's just I think for me, I got to a point where I'm like, I think altitude is great. I think there's benefit, but I also have fallen victim to overtraining at altitude. And I think that's the worst case when you go up and then you come down and you're feeling exhausted and then you get your blood drawn and you're like, oh, great. Everything got worse. Like, cool. So like that actually was glad I I took all this time. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm glad, I'm glad I did that to like mentally and emotionally not feel great and then come back and realize I actually am less fit and slightly (laughs) overtrained. (laughs) Yay! <laughs> uh, but I think I just feel like I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, I need to have a more home base and I don't want to spend too much time away from my husband. Like I, I like being with him. That's why I married him. Like, I don't want to be gone from him for months. Um, so I'm like, I think for me, I realized too, I'm like altitude has a benefit in a place for sure. But I also think, um, being happy and being stable and feeling like you have your support system with you adds a lot of value as well. For sure. For sure. And I think at a certain point it adds more value than yes. getting worse at altitude. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. 
So are you living in Portland now or are you, what's the yes. situation? Yeah. So we're, we're in Portland now and my Max's job is at Nike. So he's based here. Um, and he's back in the office three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But then we, we had, we had a place in flag this winter, which was exciting for us. So we, right now we're kind of figuring it out. I, um, I'm, I'm going to be in Portland for the foreseeable. We went to Hawaii kind of like taking off time. Um, I didn't take like total time off just kind of running as I felt for like a month, like 23 to 35 miles a week in that month. And then started slowly building. Uh, but we're going to go back home to Atlanta to see his family a week from Thursday. And then the following Thursday, I'm getting inducted into my high school hall of fame in Cleveland. So I'm really excited. <laughs> so you got some, you got some travel on the schedule then. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we, yeah, we're, we're in Hawaii for a week. And then my sister-in-law, his sister was just in town with her boyfriend, which was really fun. And then we're here until we go there for a weekish, and then we'll come back here and I'm kind of figuring out my life and training and all that for the Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Everyone's question obviously <laughs> is like, what's next? Because we saw a little Instagram. St- oh, I got, I saw your Instagram story saying that you're leaving Verde. Is that how you say it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Verde track Verde, club um, yeah. and John Green. So do you want to talk a little bit about that decision? Yeah, totally. So I, um, John is so, he's super kind. Him and Molly were really, really great. And last year, I, I saw them. I met him at Rachel's wedding, um, for the first time and talked to them a little bit. And he was like, I don't know if I had announced at that point, I wasn't with Bowerman, but I think everyone knew, um, or maybe people, I feel like the track world knows people talk. Everything is so small. Everyone knows everything before. Uh Uh-huh. Totally. Um, so he had talked to me and reached out to me and, uh, I've talked to Molly a little bit, um, over the years and, um, they were just really kind and, and, a great option, I think for me at that time. And I didn't, I honestly was so focused on getting married that I kind of like put the coaching stuff on the back burner until after I got married and then was like scrambling a little bit. I went to visit a group, um, that I didn't think was the right fit for me, right situation. Um, and then I really didn't talk to anyone else. And I think that's looking back, I kind of wish I would have done my due diligence, but it was like, I feel like time was kind of escaping me. And I'm like, if I want to try to like, try to make this world team. And I didn't know what I was going to try to do on the track, but I felt like I had the standard in the 10 K. So I, for me, I was like, I'm going to try to make the 10 K team. And if that doesn't pan out, I'll do the roads or something. Um, and then ended up shifting gears and going for the 5k, but I, he like offered to help write me training, um, for a little bit in like middle of December, I think. And, I worked like he wrote me training for like a month and I was like, I think this is great. Like, I feel like it was different. It was something new. Um, and I felt like I probably rushed into that situation a little too quickly. Um, and I think it was good for me at that time. I think this last year, I feel like I learned a lot. I learned a lot about what I need in a coaching relationship and all that kind of stuff and, um, nothing against him personally, he's a great person. Um, but I just wasn't the right fit for me. I think I need a little more specific track training. Um, he was very like aerobic endurance based, like more marathon focused, which 
I think was really good for base training. And I like loved that in the winter. And then when it got time to track specifics, I had to take over probably more than I wanted to training. And then I think it was playing that game of like, it's hard when you're trying to figure out training and workouts. And I talked to, we have some friends here who Max runs with and who are great runners, former collegiate runners. Um, and I talked to someone who helped me kind of in June to, to pick out a few things that I felt like I needed and I was missing from my training um, going into USA's. And I just think that was stressful. It's a hard, I like, feel like I need a little more, um, yeah, needed something different. So just wasn't the right fit, nothing against them or the group. Like he's a really kind person, a really great person, but I feel like I also feel empowered after leaving Bowerman. I was dragging my feet, leaving that situation when I didn't feel like it was working for a few years. And I think leaving that, knowing I can still run well, that I came out the other end and I'm okay. And I'm having fun and enjoying running is a really positive thing. So I think it made me realize I'm like, you don't know how much time you have in this sport. Um, I feel like I lost five years of being injured and frustrated and, um, probably like not anymore, but probably resentful at that time when I'm like, I can't be resentful if I'm doing this to myself. So I think I wanted to make sure if I'm not getting what I need, I need to look elsewhere. Um, and it's a hard conversation to have, especially when you, like, I think John is a great person. Um, and I think he, I think he's really smart. He's young. I feel like he is learning a lot and I think really wants to, um, make this sport a better place. And I think that's wonderful. But I think for me, I'm like, I, also don't know how much time I have left in the sport. I am 32 and I do look up to Sarah Hall and Kira D'Amato who are older and crushing it. Um, so I do think I, if I want to still be doing it, I, I think I could still have time, but I also, I haven't run what I want to run. And I think I just, I want to make sure I'm taking advantage of the time I have, um, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, that totally makes sense and good for you for, you know, it's not even leaps of faith, you know, for her changing <laughs> of your coaching situation, but it seems like, I mean, you know yourself really well. You've been doing this for 10 years, like you said, running professionally. So yeah, I mean, good for you for leaving situations that you don't feel like are the right fit. Cause I know it's probably very hard, especially cause they are really personal relationships. It's yeah. not like you're leaving a normal job. You know, this is like a personal relationship. And it, especially if you have no hard feelings and everyone is yeah. friendly and stuff, it's people take it personally because it is everyone's like whole life yes. and stuff. So yeah, yeah, but I mean, you got to do what's best for you. So yes, totally. No, it's hard. It's like, I mean, it's like breaking up with someone. It's not, a yeah, fun, it really it's not a fun conversation to ever have. Um, and I'm not the best at confrontation. So I feel like <laughs> I, um, but I'm getting better. I'm getting better about like clear as kind, like you can be clear with your expectations, clear with what you want. Um, that's not like a bad thing, but I, there, I think there's also like a way to say it to not be like a huge, asshole. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's ways to go about it, you know? Yeah. 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 So what, what now though, what are you, what's the, like the coaching plan? Are you just going to be self self-coached? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I, so I've been doing a little bit, uh, within Nike sports research lab, which has been really cool. So they working, um, with a sports physiologist there, which I think will be really helpful for me going forward. I feel like talking to him about kind of my training throughout my professional career. I feel like I would get injured and then I'd like get fit really quick and then like maybe run well and then get injured again. And it was like a lot of like up and down, up and down, up and down, um, like crashing and like just trying to like microwave my fitness and trying to hang on and um, instead of having like a steady approach. And I think for me, a lot of it is trying to stay healthy, trying to manage that, trying to 
to take a step back when I need to. So I think that'll be helpful in terms of having them kind of look over things. And I mean, really they're just there in like the, the back seat if they see something where it's like, oh no, it looks like, I don't know, whatever their markers show them, but if it looks like I need to take a step back or I'm pushing forward too hard and susceptible for an injury, I feel like they're there to kind of communicate that to me. Um, but I'm trying to figure out my coaching <laughs> situation. I think it's tough right now because track is still going on. There's still like, and like marathons, road racing, there's a lot of things happening. So I've had a couple conversations with different coaches, um, this, yeah, this last month, and then just trying to take my time with it. Um, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know yet. I think I feel like I have some, some really good options and I feel really thankful, um, for that. I think it was last year was a little scary, uh, for sure. And I think I just didn't know how to navigate it. And I think I know a little bit better what I want. So I'm trying to reach out to people. Um, and I've had some people reach out to me as well. Um, but then also be mindful and respectful that there are still competitions going on <laughs> and mm -hmm. that these coaches have other athletes competing in things. So, um, just trying to hopefully not take too long in the decision, but, um, yeah, take this next, um, kind of month, two months to, to figure it out. And then, um, in this time I'm like slowly building back training. I feel like I don't need anyone to write this for me. I feel like I know enough. Um, and like, just to do little, do hills. If I feel like doing hills, yeah. do like up tempo long run. If I feel like it, um, I mean, I ran 13 and a half with some girlfriends on Saturday and that was the longest I'd run since June, I think, because I didn't do like my July, I didn't do any long runs. So I was like, Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Ooh, double digit yeah. runs. Uh -huh. I know. I know. <laughs> that's funny would you want to join a group or would you want to like stay in Portland and, um, just kind of train by yourself? Yeah, no, I definitely think I would like to have a training partner at least or training partners, but I also want to be in Portland for part of the year. So I do think that's something that I also didn't think last year. I didn't know if there were many options that would enable that. So that was something for me, like mostly getting remote, like talking to John being like, it was mostly remote coaching um, because I was in flag for like a little bit of time, but not much. I was, I mean, mostly in Portland this last year. And then I think I realized that I'm like other coaches, I think are open to that as well. But I think I was, I was nervous because I didn't want to make a move and I didn't want to feel like I reached out to someone if I wasn't ready to commit to make a move um, because Max's job is here. And like, I wish that I made a bazillion dollars and he could just quit his job and like follow me, but I, we're not in that financial position. <laughs> Don't we all? I know. I mean, he does. He's like, oh, I'm well, actually, never mind. I shouldn't say that. He loves his job. Um, but I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I think anyone would like to not, it'd be nice if, yeah. Anyways, he could just follow me and I could do whatever I wanted, but uh, I like being here for part of the time. And he does, he, his career, I think is, is thriving. So I think that's important as well. I feel like he likes that piece of his life. So I'm like in a partnership, I have to not be super selfish. I have yeah, to make sure you gotta make sacrifices. Yeah. Make some sacrifices. Uh, but yeah, ideally it would be part-time with a group training partners, um, when I would leave Portland and then with Max, hopefully when I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's exciting. It seems like I mean, you had a really solid year, so I feel like a bunch of people are probably interested in having you join the group or coaching you, especially because you know yourself so well and you know what works. And then now having confidence again of like having a year of training under your belt without being injured. I feel like consistency for you over the next couple of years, like you could do really cool things if you, I mean, as long as you stay healthy, 
obviously like one year of being healthy has already proven that. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I think it is, it's really cool to see how fast people are running. Like, I just think it's like 1430s in the 5k is like, I don't want to say standard. It's not standard at all, but it's like, like it's in people's reach. And I feel like beforehand it was like going under 15 was like, <gasps> like, that's like a huge thing. And now I'm like, Oh man, like people are running 1430s for, I mean, 1420s it's like bonkers. So I just think <laughs> that like seeing that and being like, okay, people are doing that. I think it helps everyone to like elevate their game and be like, this is, we are capable of doing this. Like, and I'm not saying that it's easier that I'll be able to do that, but I think it, it gives you bigger goals to shoot for. And I think that's really cool. Um, and the 10 K world standard, it's now 30, 40, which I'm like, Oh, that's like what I want to run. Like I want to run like 30, 30s, but I'm like, wow, it's pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, wow. Ooh. And now I have to do it. It's like, it's not even just a goal. It's like I have to do it yeah. to go to yeah. worlds. Yeah. It's that's wild. Cool. Um, yeah, but I think it's cool. I think it's, making the sport. I mean, I think that's why people are getting faster and faster. Just standards are getting harder and harder. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any interest in doing cross country like worlds again at all? I don't know. It's in Australia, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like, well, cause I think it, this is from 2020, right? Is this the one like it's been, I don't even remember, but it's happening this year, right? Yeah. 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 I think so. I know. I'm like, now I'm like, I think I'm talking about the right thing. I mean, I think if it's in Australia, I'm like, yeah, like that sounds really enticing. Um, <laughs> but it also is hard just with track season. I do think it's tough. I'm like really impressed. I'm impressed. Like looking at Alicia Monson doing indoors, and outdoors, it's really hard to do both and to like, and she's still running so well at the end of the season. It's really impressive to see, but I'm like, I do think, um, not that it can't be done, but I do think it's really hard to kind of do both of both of those things. So we'll see, I think I'll see where my fitness is at. And if it's, um, seems like a good decision and a smart decision. Um, but I do love cross. It's so fun. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's not that many opportunities to do it. I know like get to the yeah. pro level. Oh, totally. I did. Well, that's it too. I made the 2013 world cross team. That was the first team I ever made, which was like so special to me still. And it was in big gosh, big gosh, Poland. I think it's like big, 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 it's like B Y G D O S H. I think. <laughs> uh, Sounds right. I, yeah. 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 But anyways, it was really fun. Cross is always so hard. I think they just make the course as awful as possible. They're like, how can we make this terrible for everyone? Um, <laughs> But that's why it's kind of fun because like everyone has horror stories. Everyone who's done World Cross is like, was that the hardest thing you've ever done in your life? Like, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. That's literally what I hear every year. It's like, or there's just pictures on Twitter of the, like yeah. the biggest hill, the steepest hill I've yeah. ever seen in my entire life, or like the muddiest pits yeah. I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. I'm like, what is this race? Yeah. And who is prepared for that? Yes. I yes. feel like Americans are, there's no way that people no. are prepared to do that. Uh-uh. I feel like always they go somewhere and it's like, there's like, you know, when you go to a ski resort and they have that little, like, it's like the bunny hill for kids, but yeah. like, that that's what I remember in Poland was like, they had that little, um, thing that they like hang on to, to go up the hill. Like that was like what we were running alongside. And I was like, is this a ski resort? Like, are we running up a mountain? Like, I was like, where did, like, where are we? Like, what is happening? (laughs) Kind of fun though. It's like good memories, you know, like how often are you able to do that? Especially in the States. Like you're never, first of all, you're never running cross country really that often. And then who's running up mountains. I mean, other than mountain runners. runners. Yeah. 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 But I'm like, I'm not a mountain runner. Yeah, exactly. So you got to get your little taste in there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any road races on like the schedule or anything? I don't know. I do. I think I, I want to do a couple, but we'll just see where my fitness is at. And if 
that makes sense, but ideally doing the 5k New York marathon weekend, and then maybe a turkey trot or something like that. Um, cause I feel, I know I'm like, I feel like I took an early enough break that I want to take advantage of feeling like I can get back into some semblance of fitness by November. So I'm like, we'll see how that looks. Um, but to hopefully, yeah, not go and just embarrass myself, but no, I'd never do that. It's just for, it's for fun anyways. And just seeing what I can do. Yeah, exactly. People were asking when you're going to transition to the marathon. Oh man, the marathon. I, I have such aspirations for the marathon, but it's so long and they run (laughs) so fast. It's like, it's mind boggling. Like I, when you watch it and you see like seeing, um, Sarah and Emma and Kira finish in Oregon, they all just look so good at the end of the marathon. Like mile 26 looks like it could be mile three. Like they look amazing. And then I have to remind myself that I'm like, they're special. Like they're like a different <laughs> athlete. Like that's not everyone. Cause I feel like me at the end of the long run, I'm like not looking that pretty by any means. Like my form is so broken. So I'm like, I really <laughs> have to figure out. Yeah. I, I feel like you have to train very different to be a marathon runner. So we'll see. Um, yeah. If I can keep putting on these healthy years, then I would love to do that. It looks when it is all clicking, it looks so magical and amazing, but I still have that fear of when it doesn't click. And then I'm like, Oh man, you could be like so far like mile 18. And then you're like, Oh my God, I still have so much more to go. (laughs) That's so funny when it's all clicking. It looks amazing. Like the good days look amazing. The bad days look horrid. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, but it's, yeah. And I like, see, I'm like, man, I'm like, their form looks so good. I'm like, how are they doing that for so long? It's super impressive. But I do think yeah. That's why they're the best at it. <laughs> What's the longest run you've ever done? Um, I did 22 with, uh, in 2016, I was pacing Amy and Shalane. I was doing a lot of their long runs actually. So I, that year I was doing lots of like 20 to 22 mile runs oh, and we did it. Like I did it fast. I still, I think we ran sub six pace for that 22, which is by far the best long run I've ever had in my life. All I know <laughs> is it, Betsy Sana and I were pacing Shalane and Amy and they were like trying to get down at the end and I had like a we were running like by the end Amy and Shalane I think took over because we were trying to like keep them in check like running basically like 610 six minute pace 550 pace 540 pace and I feel like Amy or Shalane one of them took over and ran like a 517 mile and then I just like literally stopped and they had like my I mean they had a few miles to go but I was like I was like oh my god my legs are done and I was like I still like I can't make it back to the car like someone has to come back for me where was that on Savi's Island. Okay. That's what I figured. I was like, yeah. that seems like a Savi type of yes. workout. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, I think for me, yeah, for me at that time, I just hadn't, I had done some long runs and some at like slower pace, but I just remember it was something, which also I'm like now women, I feel like I'm like, that doesn't seem that fast because for the marathon, you're running like 520 pace for the entirety of it. But for me at that time and like doing a mile that fast, I feel like we were slowly etching it down. And my body was like, nope, this is as long as you ever run. And you finished it faster than you finish any runs, mostly most long runs ever. So it was time for me to, to back off. And I will say Jerry at that point in time, well, I don't know if you'd hate me for saying this. I feel like you probably wouldn't, but, um, didn't give Betsy or I any fluid because we weren't marathoners. So Amy and Shane oh. were taking fluid every 5k. What? So I like had lost so much weight from sweating. I like went back to my house and I like, remember this. Cause Aisha was like coming to visit me that weekend. And I was like on the couch, like a disaster. There was like my place was so messy. There was like dishes everywhere. And I was like, I'm so exhausted. Yeah. How do you uh, even like survive that? 
I don't know, because there's no way now. Like, I feel like now if I go for like, I ran for, I did nine and a half today and I like had to come back and get water. I mean, I was, I was almost to the end of my run. Also, I was at like eight miles and I was like, oh, I wanted to do like a couple Hills at the end, but I was like, I really need water. (laughs) I need something. I need some electrolytes. I need to like take a hit of some Morton to like, just make myself feel revived. I felt like I was starting to bonk and I'm like, I only ran eight miles slow. (laughs) That's that summer fitness, baby. I guess it's yeah, fall now. Uh-huh. Fall yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. That 22 mile run though. That's like so impressive. I mean, that just, I feel like that just bodes well. That's what I was trying to tell you about. I wanted you to tell me I was impressive. No, literally. I, I mean, <laughs> I would never in 10 trillion years be able to do that, but I also feel like that just bodes well for your future because if you're already able to do that a couple of years yeah. ago, that's like, and you're doing off no training and no fluid or cal- you're not taking any calories. I was, I'm assuming. Well, uh-uh, yeah. No, so that's what, which also is so bad. Like I was wrecked for like a week after that, but I'm like, well, no sure. wonder. Yeah, I didn't take, I didn't take anything. So it was like, that was my own fault. But I, I mean, I was doing more longer runs then, but I, I just don't think I, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't like trying to train to like take fuel in the runs because I, yeah, it was just bonkers. But now I take fuel on every long run and even medium long runs. I'm like, especially if we're at altitude, I need we like always have gels just in case, even if you're only going like a normal run, because you never you? Know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm why wouldn't Jerry give you like fluid? I it was so weird. I don't know. I think it was, I mean, I think I also don't know, maybe he only had enough bottles. All I remember was I like in my head, it like made sense where I was like, okay, yeah. Like I don't need to worry about like digesting fuel because they were, I mean, pra- mostly practicing to make sure that they could take stuff while they're running the marathon. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Hey, kudos to you. I don't think many people would survive that. Yeah. I was also way younger then. I feel like I could fake it a little. And now I'm like, absolutely not. not Sugar. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, this is also, this is completely random. What do you think about uh, Jerry and Shalane coaching college? I, I mean, I think, I think they'll be good. I think Shalane is going to be a great college coach. Um, I, I do think, I don't know. It's a lot. I think it's hard. Um, but I've seen other people that have done it. Um, I do think I'm assuming, I mean, I'm assuming to at Oregon that they will have lots of support and kind of like managers and different from my college experience. I feel like we had, um, probably didn't have that same level of support, Mm -hmm. um, for coaching staff. So I do think that's going to help a ton. And I think having Pascal, um, still just solely with Bowerman will be good, but yeah, it's, uh, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I'm selfishly sad because I'm like, wait, I'm in Portland still. I want easy run buddies. Like <laughs> I know everyone's moving to Eugene. Carissa texted me the other day. She's like, yeah. so if you happen to be, you know, no. moving to Eugene right now, where would you live? I'm like, bro, I'm almost 26. I have no idea where yeah. I live in Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. I'm hoping it is close though. I'm like, it's not that far from Portland. So I was already trying. I was like, if you guys are up here, we can run. And I'm like, maybe I'll try to go down there for a long run or something. Cause yeah. I feel like there's beautiful trails there. Um, but I mean, Eugene, I, fe- I think Eugene is cool. I feel like Springfield is really cool. There's like cute coffee shops and stuff, but, um, I mean, I'm still, I, I still like Portland and I'm like, um, <laughs> Portland is a little more exciting, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 A little more happening maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay. Well, I don't want to take too much more of your time. We have a couple listener yeah. questions. We already answered some of them though. So someone asked, what's your favorite running song? Do you listen to music when you run? No. Um, and I actually feel like I've been running a lot of my own lately. And Max asked me that the other day, but, um, oh man, I use, like, I feel like I used to listen to stuff way more. Um, I used to have corded headphones that I would have with my iPhone and I'd go in forest park and run, which I was like, what, like, who was I? Like, what was I doing? Everyone did that though. Everyone yeah. had like the cords and then yes. like, I used to like wear armbands around yes. my iPhone in it. Ugh, now that's unheard I, of. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I actually think the last time I listened to anything on my run, I was listening to a girl's got to eat podcast. I don't know. Oh, if you <laughs> I think it's all jazzed up than a girl's gotta eat episode. I know. I know. I think because I was just like, oh, it's like friends. They're like friends. So it's like I have a friend. Um, but probably I honestly probably go back to listening to like what I listened to in high school and college, which is, and I'm like in that era right now of like uh Jack's mannequin and dashboard just played in Seattle. My sister went to go see them and they were playing in Portland, but I didn't get tickets um, because we had family in town, any unrelated to anything. Sorry, tangent story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love that era of music. I'm like Blink 182, uh, Sum 41. Maybe that's something I'd listen to or like, or whatever's like new. Um, I love Harry Styles. I love Taylor Swift. I don't know if those are like the most like get you in the zone running songs, but I feel like they're good songs. Good music. They are good songs. Why don't you listen to anything? I don't know. I, honestly, I think, cause I just don't want to carry my phone. Um, <laughs> and like right now, yeah, I feel like I just haven't felt like it. So I just am going, and I, yeah. And I'm like, right now I'm not running a ton. So I'm like, if I'm doing stuff around the house, I'll listen to podcasts or music, but, um, yeah, I'm like, just haven't felt like I wanted to when I'm running. But that makes sense. Yeah. I can't. I don't even remember the last time I went on a run without music. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. I, can't, I cannot stand hearing my breath. I can't. Yeah. Well, that's it too. I actually think part of why I don't do it is because I know if I start to do it, I'm not going to be able to stop. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I just, I'm going to see how I can, I don't care if I'm just, yeah, breathing heavy. I'm like, it's humid. It's hot every day. I like look at the humidity. Cause I'm like so sweaty and I forgot to put any chafing stuff on, mm-hmm. on Saturday when I did that long run, I literally got the worst chafed. I like we went to a barbecue on Friday and I was like pulling some of my girlfriends aside and like showing, I like had to like lift up. Cause it's like my upper thighs. And I'm like, here, like I'm wearing a skirt. Like I need to show you this. Like, I'm like, come over here. But I'm like, look how bad this is. Look at my inner thighs. <laughs> like so weird. Anyways. I feel sorry. like it's a common occurrence though. People get it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Everyone knows, but it's just not fun. You like, don't realize until you're in the shower and then you're like, Ooh, and, oh. yeah, you're on fire. <laughs> on fire. Yeah. I remember this is way too TMI. I remember when I was training for, I trained for Chicago back in 2019 yeah. and I ran a really long run in forest park and I chafed. This is like, so TMI. I don't even know if I should say this. I chafed like in between my butt crack. Like no, my, wasn't, I was actually just gonna say my butt cheeks. Like I was like, how does that happen? And we were, I had, and I was like sitting next and like one of our friends, Lindsay, she was like, oh, it's like, I think it's just like getting older. Like your butt is like, and I was like, what? My butt's saggy. Is that what you're trying to say? Oh my God. Oh my God. We have saggy butts. So that's why we chafe. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I think she's saying that. I was like, I think it's just so tight that it's like working really hard. I don't know, but that's the first time I've ever had chafing in between my butt cheeks. Yeah. Of course I didn't know what was happening until I got in the shower and then yeah, yeah, I was on fire and I was like, Oh, this is awful. Yeah. Now I I put body guide in between my butt cheeks. What is this? Yeah. 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 No, I literally have it. I'm like sports bra at the bottom. I'm like under the arms or like behind like lats back there, upper thighs. I'm like, it was just everywhere. And then I like had to show Max. I was like, like following him around. He like, didn't want to see. And I was like, look at all of this. He's like, <laughs> look at this mess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hopefully someone else can relate to yeah. it. Not too freaks talking about it. Um, okay. Molly says that you have the highest pain tolerance that she's ever seen. Do you agree? Um, no, I don't know. I think Jay, John Ball says that. I don't know. I actually, I don't, he doesn't say the highest ever. He just says, I have a high pain tolerance, but now I think people tell me that. So I like, just like feed into it, but you're like, yeah, I do. I'm built different. I think, I think runners have a high pain tolerance. I do think I have something where I like have delayed reaction, like all, not often anymore, but I used to do this a lot. I still do it sometimes. Max like hates me, but if I'm like cooking, sometimes I'll just like take something out of the oven with my hands instead of an oven mitt. Oh. Um, that's awful. Well, yeah, but it's like not smart, but I like don't notice right away. And then I like put it down and then I'm like, Ooh, Ooh I might've burned these. Um, <laughs> So you just do things like, like that, just to build your pain tolerance. Like that's what it takes. Yeah, I think so. I feel like I used to, I still have burns like up and down my arms and I'm like, that's like what real chefs get because they're in the kitchen with all this stuff. So I'm a real chef. Yeah. Whatever helps you sleep at night, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. The last question I have is, do you have any advice to your younger self? Oh, I mean, I think just to make sure you're still having fun with it. Uh, it's funny. I had, I did something with Nike last week and they said anything we would say to our high school selves differently. And I think it's, I think I had a good attitude in high school. I think I had a lot of fun. I feel like I didn't take myself too seriously, take running too seriously. And I think that for me was a big thing. Um, not again, doesn't everyone's different. Um, but I think I feel like just, yeah, having fun with it. And I think first and foremost, having fun with running is the best best thing you can do to stay in the sport longer and run fast. Yes. Love that. You're like the queen of longevity. It seems like 
and the comeback queen you're crushing it thank you (laughs) yeah I'm so excited I'm so glad that we got to talk I feel like it's been a while since we've sat down and chatted I know me too this is so fun thank you so much for having me of course um well where can people follow you at if they want to you know be up to date on your life Oh, uh, on Instagram or Twitter at Emily Infeld. And then I just restarted my TikTok. I like forgot my password and then, (laughs) and I just, I forgot my password. And then somehow I was able to log back in through Facebook or something, which is still on my phone because Kate has been doing all this stuff. And I was like, I want to be like Kate. She's so cool. Kate has been grinding away on the TikToks. I love it. It's so fun. But I also don't, I like, don't follow. I need to look up more people. I'm following like 20 people right now. I like, just don't know what I'm doing. And I like, I feel like I've done a couple posts and I'm like, these are terrible. So I need oh, to everyone's more at, at the beginning. You got to yeah. figure out the app and then yes. you'll get a hang okay. of it. I'm sure. Okay. Thanks. I'll find you on it. And then I'll look for tips and tricks. Um, I'm not the best TikToker. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, you know, working my way onto the app, but yeah. okay, that's yeah, I, I want to follow you too. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Woo, look at us. TikTokers. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're so cool. <laughs> Millennial TikTokers. Who I know. Loves. Yes. Well, that's the two. I'm like, I'm trying to be, I'm like everything. I'm like millennial hashtag millennial. <laughs> We're tapped in. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, I guess to close out to the episode, can we just get a good old peace out fellas? Yeah. Peace out fellas. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Commas Over Cold Brew. I hope you enjoyed it. It was really good talking to Emily. It's been... My sister is pissing me off. I'm trying to record this outro and she's meanwhile getting cheese from the freaking fridge. Why'd you just take a protein bar out of the fridge? Okay, thank you. Shush! 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Don't do that. I'll open it and then I'll... Take it out. Okay. Shush. It was really good. It was... It was actually really fun talking to Emily. It's been forever since I talked to her and Ellie is just really distracting me. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it, you know, getting our little catch up, hearing about our, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram <laughs> at over cold brew pod. <laughs> Please rate and review on Apple podcast. If you haven't already, it means the world and just disregard this outro because it sucks. Okay. Um, and Ellie's really distracting. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll catch you all next week. Ellie says love y'all. Peace out fellas. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.